When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For everything, for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you. We are back off the bye week set for the home stretch of the Colts season. Four games to go, starting with Saturday on another nationally televised spot, this time in Minnesota, take on the Vikings. We will get you set a little bit for that game, but a lot also discussed around the Colts. Their draft stock, if you will, uh, after the bye week did improve. We'll discuss how and kind of some teams you got to look for going forward. We'll discuss the future of the head coach, uh, head coach for the Colts. Is there a new, there's a new kind of kind of dating system? We'll discuss if that's a, a true uh, coach a Colts should pursue. And also, Matt Ryan, is it the move, the right move for him to be quarterback number one for the Colts, at least for Saturday, taking on the Vikings? So a whole lot to discuss on this issue of the Blue Horseshoe Pod. But we can't start anywhere, George, uh, discussing your bye week plans. You probably spent the bye week better than almost anyone that's not a player going to Disney. Come on, let's brag. Let's hear it. How was Disney World the last few days? It was a lot of fun. You take a 10-year-old there, it's a lot of different experience. There's no doubt about it. But she was on cloud nine, so... Uh, it went really well. It was nice to get away from football for a week, but now I'm freezing. You come <laughs> back up here after after a week in in you know high 70s and the low 80s, and I need like two jackets this week. So I, I just lo- I, I've lost all my toughness. Yeah, that's for sure. I imagine some Colts that went to uh, you know if they went to tropical places now their welcome back is a trip to Minnesota. Now obviously it's a dome, yeah. but still walking off that plane on Friday night. Whoo! You think you're cold? <laughs> Oh boy, that's a that's a rude awakening. That is for sure. That Minnesota cold is a is a tough one there. So let's start at least with that Minnesota game, George, because Jeff Saturday and Tuesday did announce his plan at quarterback for this week's game, and that is keeping Matt Ryan at quarterback. One, the last time we saw Matt Ryan, it was ugly against the Cowboys. Five total turnovers for the Colts. They got outscored thirty-three to nothing. Holy cow! In the fourth quarter, of that game take well, was a close game for three quarters and turned into a laugher. Is that the right move, you think, in your mind, to have Matt Ryan still going out there being quarterback one in what is a lost season at 4-1? I mean, I don't know that it is for the franchise in, in terms of you know their future, and I'm, I'm really not sure what is the right move at quarterback for the franchise right now because I still don't think Sam Ellinger is the guy moving forward. I don't think Nick Foles is the guy moving forward. So I think we discussed that on the bye week pod that really you know the, the, the future quarterback is not on this roster right now. Uh, but I think it's it's one of these situations we've been talking about it a lot throughout the year where sometimes the the head coach is in the general manager are, are maybe in a different mindset than the franchise is overall. You know, I think right now the best thing for the Colts, obviously, is to continue to lose games and get the highest possible draft pick they can and, and see what they can do to improve this team in, in 2023. Uh, but if you're Jeff Saturday, realistically – you probably got to go four and zero at this point to even try to make a case to be to to, to hold on as the head coach. I mean, you're one and three at, at what is the break for you now on the bye week. You got four games left. You finish four and zero. You're five and three overall. You be eight eight and one as a team. 
that's the only way I can even see him trying to make a case. I don't think there's much chance as it is, uh, but that's the only way I can even see him trying to make a case to stay here is, you know, hey, look, these last four weeks, I made it look the way you thought it would all year long. And I think in his mind, well, I know in his mind, because he said it, you know, Matt Ryan gives him the best chance to win these games. So he said, you know, one of the interesting things he said on Monday was these are four winnable games. And I don't think he's wrong. Um, you know, they're tough games. You've got three playoff contenders uh, in this stretch, but these are four winnable games. I, I doubt the Colts win them. Um, but I think if you're Jeff Saturday, that's got to be your mindset right now. I think that's why the decision's been made. I don't know that I agree with it. Uh, but again, I don't know what would have excited me at quarterback. Not that anything would excite me, I guess, but I think this is the wrong move. And I would, if it was me, I would put Sam Ellinger in for the last four games because I think it's it's twofold. Number one, I think you have to take away the possibility of Matt Ryan getting hurt and then having basically his entire contract for next year guaranteed and having that on the books, whether you want him on the roster or not. But at least losing it hurt and is, you know, the injury doesn't guarantee money for next year. At least if you want to move off of Matt Ryan, let's say you have a little bit more flexibility than you would if you play him, he gets hurt on Saturday. And then let's say, you know, he can't pass a physical, I believe it's March 1st. Then all of a sudden you're kind of SOL and, and all that money is guaranteed. So you kind of leave yourself a little bit extra flexibility uh, for next year. But also, too, you have to make a decision, you know, when it comes to the quarterback room and how crowded it is for next year. Because you mentioned it, right? The quarterback for this team is not on the roster right now. But right now you have three quarterbacks and Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger. All are under contract past this season. So it's not like it's just kind of like, oh, we'll let Nick Foles go in for agency. Maybe Matt Ryan will let him go. And Sam Ellinger's gone. You kind of revamp the quarterback room. You're going to have to make a decision on probably bare minimum two of those guys, whether you draft a guy in the first round, whether you, you get a later round project, like a guy like Hendon Hooker we've been talking about as well. Like, I don't know. We'll see what the Colts end up doing. And we have a lot of time between now and then to kind of break that down. Uh, the best move. But either way, we believe at some point, whether it's in the draft, for agency, a trade, the Colts will bring in a quarterback. So you're going to have four guys in your quarterback room next year. You have to make a decision again on bare minimum two. So at least with Sam Ellinger, I think you have to decide as a franchise, they gave him the benefit of the doubt. They kind of talked about how much I like him. They put him on the roster, George, week one. You know, they had three quarterbacks on the roster week one, which is to me is still one of the most confusing things roster construction-wise that they did. But they obviously like him. Give him a chance to show you either, number one, a reason to maybe keep him as a backup if you want to get rid of Nick Foles and, and Matt Ryan next year and keep Sam Ellinger as the, as the number two. Or kind of dang him a straight bait. Give another team a reason to believe, oh, maybe we can bring this guy and have him be our quarterback. Either way, Sam Ellinger, I think, getting a final verdict, if you will, of giving him, I don't say real opportunity because it, it kind of was half-assed when they gave it to him that two-week two stint at, at starter after Frank Reich was fired. Uh, or before Frank uh, Reichers, excuse me, um, at least give him four games, let him either play his way into a trade or let him play his way out of being on the roster. But I would just say at least you get an answer one way or another next year on Ellinger and kind of clear one area of the quarterback controversy out, either in a good way or bad way, by having him play the last four games. Yeah, I mean, I get that. And it, it sound logic. I just, for me, my answer's been on Ellinger forever. I, I don't see it with him. I don't think I'm with you, guy. by the way. Um, you know, so I just don't it just doesn't move the needle for me, but I, I understand the logic completely and it probably is the right move. I mean, if you're looking at it, you're not getting much from, from playing Foles. You're not getting much from playing Ryan. Why not throw the kid out there and, and see what he's got? You know, I, that makes all the sense in the world. But again, I think it goes back to that. We've talked about that dichotomy before where you've got a head coach who's, who's got to do a completely different kind of mindset 
than, than the rest of the franchise. And it's tough. And it's one of the tough things in the NFL um, because you can't really right now, if you're Jim Ursay or Chris Ballard, you can't really go into to Jeff Saturday's office and demand that he play Sam Ellinger because you're going to put him in the same situation, put Frank Reich in. Uh, and then you're going to have an even harder time finding a head coach, you know, after the season, it's, it's a mess. Good I think point. that's the thing, you know, the bottom line, I think it's a mess. Um, and it goes back to, to all of it. I mean, the situation that you created when, when you brought Jeff Saturday in here, uh, the fact that you're going to have such a full quarterback room next year, all of it to me is, is just, it's a really messy situation. I, I do agree hundred percent. I don't know that you're getting anything out of Matt Ryan right now. Um, you know, if you're Jeff Saturday, maybe you are, if he wins some games and, and burnishes your resume and gives you a chance to, to keep this job. I don't know. Anybody else is, is gaining anything from Matt Ryan playing. And that's part of, you know, the frustrating part too. When you have like the, the organization not aligned, like I understand it's tough to tell Jeff Saturday, Hey, like, we don't really care about you. We're going to do what we want. We're going to lose many games because it's in the benefit of us, and we're not going to really give you a fair shake at getting the job you know you want it. So it's a really tough decision that the Colts going to put themselves in here with, with the way they handled everything with, with Frank Wright going forward. But at the same time, like I think you owe it to yourself to do what's in the best interest of your future. You're 4-1. This team is not going anywhere. Again, it's to your detriment. I think Chris Ballard could recognize this. I hope even Jim Mercer recognizes It is to your detriment right now to win games. You tried to win early in the season. It did not work. And now when you're sitting there in seventh right now in the draft, where you desperately need a quarterback, where whether it's drafting one or maybe even trading up, the higher you are, the more attractive it is, more enticing it is, more likely it is. You get the guy you actually like in the draft, whoever it may be. Winning games right now is not in the best interest of the Colts the final month. And it's I know it's a tough situation, but whether it's Jim or say Chris Ballard, someone has to be able to take control of the organization and say, this is the route we're going. Ellinger's playing. And we're just going to, you know, suck it up basically for the last month. It'll be interesting to see how long this lasts, too. You know, I thought Saturday today when he was asked if, if Ryan was really started for the rest of the way, he said he hopes so, you know, that that's the play. That's the idea that they're winning games. You know, if they lose and they get eliminated, officially eliminated from playoff contention, which I think could happen as early as this week, uh, but definitely could happen within the next two weeks. Uh, that's what I think you would almost certainly see them go to Ellinger because there'll literally be nothing left to play for. Um, I, I think the case can definitely be made to do it already, but I think it'll be interesting to see. That's the next checkpoint, I guess, on this path. In, in my mind, when you hit that point where they're officially out of the playoffs uh, and, and then you make the move to Sam Ellinger and, and you say all the things that you just said, you know, trying to find out what you've got there as, as you prepare for the draft. It's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on and see how that plays out. Let me ask you this question. The Colts are in the midst of three straight standalone games, right? They had last Sunday night. They have this Saturday in a one o'clock standalone game uh, on Saturday against the Vikings. Then they play Monday night the following week after Christmas against the Chargers. How much do you think being in three primetime standalone games, do you think that impacts the Colts decision making when it comes to rolling out which quarterback? I'm sure it affects Jeff Saturday again. You know, I don't know about everybody else, but again, in his case, because it's not just trying to keep this job. If he wants to be a head coach in this league anywhere, uh, you know, he, he wants to put out the best resume he can. So I'm sure he's going to want the best quarterback he can get out there. And then I wonder, it just really, as we're talking, it, it made me think you were talking about the Ellinger trade possibility. Maybe, maybe there's an element of that with Matt Ryan too. Maybe if he plays well enough, they don't necessarily win games, 
but maybe an ideal situation for the Colts is that he plays well enough down the stretch uh, and they lose the three really good football teams in the next three weeks anyway, that maybe his market goes up. You're not going to get a lot for him, but he becomes tradable, which he isn't really right now. You know, that's the only other benefit I could see to the franchise. Maybe uh, the, the best possible scenario here is that he plays well the next two weeks. They lose two close games. It doesn't affect their draft position. Then they bench him and go to Ellinger. And then Ryan, maybe that convinces a team like the Saints or somebody like that who doesn't have a first-round pick to come and get him and, and take their shot with him next year. Maybe the Commanders will go two years in a row trading for a Colts, a Colts quarterback. I do think now that you, I don't know why it just kind of hit me now, but I feel like that the national games do impact the quarterback decision because, I mean, you know, Jim Mercy is a man of pride. I don't think he wants to see his team embarrassed, especially the way they were in the fourth quarter against the Cowboys, where it's like if they were just playing in your classic one o'clock Sunday window the next month, it's easier to kind of hide. You know, like it's easier to just mm -hmm. kind of fade away, lose four games, have Sam Ellinger out there, just, you know, embarrass yourself. But at least it's not where everyone's watching, whereas, you know, Saturday gets the Vikings, even though it's not a, a truly attractive game nationally, a lot of people will be watching. A lot of people have their eyes on the Monday night game because that's going to be a huge one for the Chargers and their playoff hopes. So it's like I do think that almost kind of works against the Colts in this kind of timing. So I think it almost makes it harder to make a quarterback change now to go to Sam Ellinger because, like I said, we've seen him through two games. It's not been very good whatsoever. Clearly, Jeff Saturday is no faith in him because the first move he made literally coming in was, all right, Matt Ryan's going to be our quarterback one. That was like right away, first order of business. So it's clear he has no faith in, in uh, Ellinger whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's this is like a, a situation where the three primetime games or three standalone games, I should say, in a row, I think it does hurt the Colts in a way where they might lose anyway, so it truly doesn't matter. But in mm -hmm. terms of at least making it a, a more of a guarantee with uh, – with Sam Ellinger playing it and them losing, I think that kind of takes a little bit of it away. And to your point on Saturday and his confidence in Ellinger, I mean, Ellinger's not just not the starter. He's number three and he's still Good number point. three. You know, they, they, they confirm that again. So he, he put him past Foles as well. So I think that really does say a lot about where Jeff Saturday, you know, is with, with that quarterback. And um, I think you're right. You know, I think the primetime situation has to factor in. I, I definitely does for Saturday. And again, I think it just goes back to what we've been talking about for a month or more now that, that this this organization is not well aligned right now. No. Uh, and you've got a head coach who, who's doing things one way, uh, trying to keep his job and, and, and be the head coach next year. Uh, it's hard to say where Chris Ballard falls on this right now because he's not – I mean, he got the vote of confidence, but we don't know how safe he is. We really haven't talked a lot about his future uh, but I, I would think that, you know, the Colts winning in these last four games would bolster his resume, too. It would it would you know give him a better chance of saying wherever that stands right now, whether it's 75 percent or it's 25 percent, it would be better, I think, uh, for him if, if they win. But again, if you're Jim Irsay and in the franchise as a whole, obviously losing is is the best thing they can do right now and moving up that draft board. So, um it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, there's seven right now. I think there's three more teams behind them that, that have four wins. So if those three teams pick up a win each, they can move as, as high as four. Um, you know, they're, they're really getting into the top five is a real possibility for this team, um, especially if they don't win more than one one game the rest of the way. I think they can probably win once and stay in the top ten looking at the, the landscape of things. But – yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to go three and one or four and zero oh from a draft standpoint. 
technically they could still win the division, but that takes a minor miracle. Technically they can still make the playoffs, but that takes an equal miracle. Um, it's not a good situation. I, I think that's the bottom line. And they find themselves in a really tough spot, both in terms of what, where you are at the quarterback position and what you're trying to do moving forward. I think all of it's messy and it's going to be really an interesting off season. You're going to bring a rookie into this mix and it's going to be really interesting to see how it all sorts itself out. Oh, yeah. I think that's the, you know, the biggest thing for the Colts is organizational alignment going forward. Like, forget quarterback, forget, you know, left tackle. It has to be alignment. And that really starts with GM and head coach and figuring that out going forward. So, like I said, you got to figure out your identity. You got to figure out who you are, what you're trying to accomplish going forward here in order to kind of get yourself going on the right track. Because, like I said, right now the Colts are spinning their wheels. They don't want, they don't know if they, they want to win. They should win. It's better for them not to win. But here they are trying to win. It's, it's a total mess. It's an absolute total mess. And part of that here is that now you're starting to see a little bit of, I'll say backfiring, but now I guess the, if you want to say the chickens are now coming you know, home to roost, if you will, when it comes to the hiring of Jeff Saturday. Because Jeff Saturday said something on Tuesday that I think is very interesting that will definitely have an impact on the rest of the season. We'll tell you what that is when the Blue Horseshoe Pod returns. <laughs> 